I went and saw some sights and up to Amsterdam. So I didn't really like do much then. What did you do in Amsterdam? (laughs) (laughs) See a lot of sights there. Amsterdam is lovely. Very relaxing. I was very chilled the entire time. (laughs) I'm Davina. And I'm Ricky. And welcome to Fierce Slay Talk. A decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond. Whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? everybody and we have got kansas city's original plus size barbie and rupaul's drag race season 12 widow bondale <laughs> yes queen ah widow how the fuck are you doing girl you all good i haven't burnt down my apartment yet if that's what you're asking <laughs> perfect haven't gone crazy yet that's what we like to hear Still clinging on, still clinging on. So 2020 has been a wild ride for you, hey? Oh, Jesus Christ. Can we just like restart? Can we just go back before all this and try again, pretend like it never happened? (laughs) Yeah, we'll do a refund, right, for a year, aren't we? (laughs) On life. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) We got a bad deal with this one. And nobody has theorized yet. What's interesting is I haven't heard anybody theorize yet that Amazon started it all. And I think actually that's quite a plausible idea. (laughs) Right? Who stands to gain the most out of all of it? It was Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is It was the, Jeff. Jeff was, was patient zero. He was like, was. I'm going to send a package with an infected bat to China. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Using Prime. <laughs> so how have you been coping with lockdown? How has that been? Well, you know, at the beginning of lockdown, I was in a relationship. And at the end of the first lockdown, <laughs> you know, I'm now single, so... <laughs> Wow. It was real. It was real tough because you know I had to watch you know everything on TV and didn't get to work and I'm sitting at home and our relationship was kind of new and so we kind of like threw ourselves in it so we could like get to know each other and then all of a sudden I was like I'm fucking tired of seeing you. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Take your ass to work. Can you like go somewhere? And then it just like when we opened up, we all realized that we were lightweights because we ain't been drinking. Uh-huh. And then it just got to the point where it was like, okay, we're we're just arguing too much. This is not gonna work. Okay. And yeah, so now I just eat a lot of more snacks and I watch a lot more TV and I cry into my pillow as I cuddle it by myself. Yeah, that's how it's going. I mean <laughs> I'm married, I've got a husband. That's still my life. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> so you're back on the market though, widow. For 2021, you're back on the market. Yes, I am ready. I'm single and ready for a Pringle. Ready to go. (laughs) I have just been, uh, this is totally random, but I have just been eating the new Pringles, uh, mushroom and cream. Mushroom and cream? Do not buy them. They are fucking horrible. Even the Hmm. dog won't eat them. Even our dog (laughs) won't eat the fucking Pringles. That dog will eat anything. You could put on a piece of fucking wood, like cover it in a bit of butter. The dog will eat the wood. Uh, 
the dog sniffs it and goes, turns its head away. Those are nasty. Why um, would you even waste your money? Well, no. I, I mean, I, re- I I like mushrooms. I like mushroom soup. I like cream yeah. of mushroom <clears throat> soup. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, that would be great. No, cream of mushroom soup in a like crunchy form is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going for that. Yeah, it's not it. Oh, I'm gagging. It. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's kind of like uh, eating. It's kind of like eating somebody's crusty feet. You know, oh. like that kind of. That's what I imagine that would that sort of flavor would be. I mean, I think what I just learned is that Davida likes putting weird things in her mouth. That's what I've learned. <laughs> that cream flavor. I mean, <laughs> I can't deny. <laughs> yeah. So you've tweeted. Uh, you wear a red wig, red wig and a silver dress one time and everyone is calling you Davina DeCampo. <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> like, Davina replied, uh, rightly, that you should come and talk to us on Fierce Play Talk, which is, of course, is how you're here. Um, so what happened? What was the occasion? Okay, so I was hosting my show here in Kansas City. And so uh-huh. I put on my favorite silver dress. Wait, where is it? Oh. I put on my favorite silver dress. Hello. Okay, okay. And I was just feeling myself. I had this cute little red wig on. I was looking at the mirror. I was like, yes, bitch, you are serving it. And then as soon as I walk out of the dressing room, they were like, Davina. <laughs> I was like, that bitch is here. <laughs> and then everywhere we went that night, our bars were kind of open, but they're like outside. And so everywhere I went, everybody kept saying, I don't think. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I literally looked at myself. I was like, oh my God, I'm wearing a red wig and a silver dress. <laughs> I was living. That's I was it. living. And then my drunk ass just decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to just tweet her because I want her to live this fantasy with me. <laughs> that is hilarious. So I need to come to Kansas City. The lawyers are going to be in touch with you soon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. I already got a cease and desist letter. It's fine. I already, got a, I already hung it up. It's on the wall. I feel like Michelle Massage right now. I'd love to have a cease and desist. Or, or a, uh, what's the other one? A restraining order. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a frame. <laughs> Lovely. I mean, I've been in restraints. But never a restraining order. I'm like, I don't want a restraining order because I'm just gonna try to. I'm gonna just stand close enough to you. Just like I'm not by you. I'm right the right distance, bitch. How you doing? <laughs> so you're from uh, Missouri, and you're the third queen from Missouri to to make it onto Drag Race, which I mean is an achievement in itself. I'm technically the second because I walked in before Crystal. <laughs> okay, yeah, you. that's true, that's Love true. Love that for Gotta you. get every little little bit of like, I mean, victory I can <laughs> So uh, tell, tell me about Missouri. Like I've never been to Missouri, so I don't know, I don't know it. If you were like the tourist board for Missouri and you were gonna do a little advert, what would you tell me? Well, welcome to Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> the first stop on your trip of learning about Missouri. We have jazz, we have barbecue, and we have several fierce queens, including myself, Miss Widow Von Doo, which you can catch me at our hamburger bar. <laughs> oh, bitch, I promise you, if you came here, you would probably have a good time because we have several gay bars that are not open right now, but <laughs> they will be eventually. <laughs> I'd love to go there because I know I'd love the food. 
Because I love a good barbecue. Who doesn't love a good barbecue, right? And we are the land of barbecue right here in the Midwest. We got all different types of flavors. I mean, how do you think I got these thighs? Not just like, you know, we're going to put some meat on them bodies of yours. Come on over here. (laughs) Uh, I'd be into that, definitely. COVID has absolutely put enough meat on my body right now for, uh, for right now. Um, I'm okay with that. If you can get me my ass back, if you can get me my 24-year-old fat ass back, I'm coming. Otherwise, if you're just going to put it around the front like it is now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I got you. I mean, I got ass too. I know how to get there. Trust me, thighs, hips, and ass. Perfect. That's what I'm wanting. That's the areas I'm wanting. Okay, sweet. So I need to come to Missouri then. Are you as are you as crazy a sports fan as you're all supposed to be, or are you not on that? Are you kind of yay sports, or are you down there with everybody? Like, <laughs> I mean, I definitely like the halftime show, so if that's what, <laughs> yay sports. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I do. <laughs> I mean, I do cheer on you know my home teams, you know the Royals and the Chiefs. You know, I do celebrate when they win the Super Bowl or the World Series. But I wouldn't say, like, I'm going to go sit in the cold and watch at the, the stadium. You know, I'm hell to the bell. And that's not happening. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. No, I will, I will gently look on my phone and check the scores. <laughs> so also from Missouri, um, as Davida just mentioned, you got two other queens, Crystal Method and Monique as well, who's actually your drag sister. How did you two meet? Um, so me and Monique actually met when I was dancing on a dance floor at Missy B's and we were uh, voguing. I don't want to disrespect nobody by saying I actually was doing it, but we were we were trying and we were just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's more like the Macarena. <laughs> yes. That's what mine would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like I tried to get the traffic to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. We were just dancing on the floor and, you know, it just like, we just had like this connection as like, you know, entertainers. And so we've just always been entertainers. And when she got on Drag Race, you know, first I was like, yes, bitch, you are going to open up the door for them to finally see us here and not just see bitches from New York or California. And mm-hmm. I've known, and I've known Crystal for like five years now. And I like sent her a message. I was like, I don't know you, but... I heard a lot of great things about you and I want you to come do my show. And she literally came over and did my show and was just so fucking stunning. And I was like, oh my God, I just found a new friend. Uh. <laughs> and, and we've been friends ever since and walking in and then she's walking in after. I was like, what the, what? Two Missouri girls are out here. I'm like, yes, bitch. And does it really feel like that? Does it really feel like that? That, you know, until somebody from your state has made it onto the show, that they're, they're just kind of ignoring you. Yeah, it just, it I mean, it kind of felt like, cause there's so much talent here that is mm. so different than I've seen in a lot of other places. And it's like, all right, you finally had three of us on. Maybe you'll start looking more here and put more of these bitches on. Cause there's a lot of new talent that's coming up that I admire and I look at and I'm like, yes, come on bitch, represent. And I hope yeah. another bitch from Kansas City gets on. Cause you know, third time is the charm. Which, I mean, that is amazing that also you have that that sort of ethos and that 
investment in the people coming up through the scene as well. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of times what happens is you work on your scene, you get established on your scene and then you get really bitter that these people are fucking turning up and trying to steal your gigs. And I don't work like that. That's never been my thing. Like the more that there is, the more that there is has always been my, you know, sort of thing. Um, And the better we are to kind of build more and make it better. Uh, So that's great that you also have that sort of ethos in your work that that you're interested in those things. I so I I tell the I host a competition show here and I tell all the contestants and people that come in I was like, look, don't be bitter, bitch. Just keep doing your shit. Don't worry about nobody else. I was like, if you are secure in what you are doing, you ain't gotta worry about who's sitting at the table. Yeah. With you. Just worry about that you go get a plate. That's all you gotta worry about. Cause you all sit there and you go get to eat. So Absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, talking about getting a, a place at the table, you managed to meet uh, the amazing Shaka Khan, who, I mean, what was that like? That must have been quite something. Uh, so, you know, throughout the, like, the audition process, you know, they ask you a bunch of questions and this and that, and most of my answers about who's like my icons, who is someone I would, like I model myself after who I want to meet, and I've always put Shaka Khan, and I have loved Shaka Khan. Like my little gay heart literally almost stopped when I found out that she was going to be there. And, you know, I wasn't expecting the lip sync, but I also was like, okay, bitch, you gonna get a chance to perform in front of your icon, your legend. Ah! And I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, Jan, that they made me do this to you, but I'm gonna have to do this to you because I, yeah. <laughs> it's Shaka Khan. I was like, and like I told all the girls, I was like, if I got a lip sync, I don't give a fuck which one of you bitches are going up. You all are going down. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was the sort of same here with Cheryl Hall and Cheryl Cole. You know, they, I was just thinking they that. know that these people are coming. I was thinking more of Beyonce and uh, what's her name, to be honest. <laughs> What was she called? Beyonce and who was it? Ke- um, uh, Alexandra Burke. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, I the X Factor. Yeah. She was like crying when Beyonce was coming on. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Alexandra Burke kind of fell apart during that. Yeah. Which was good, but you did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crying on stage is not so cute. Trust me, I know all about that. <laughs> Every fucking day. <laughs> She even signed your heels as well, didn't she? Oh no, that was Leslie Jones. So have you still got those as well? You still have the heels that Leslie signed? I do, they're, uh, I'm gonna go grab one. Yes! yes, let's see this. Oh my God, we get to see these shoes. As long as I don't fall and you know, drop some shit. <laughs> and of course everything falls off the shelf. But no way, I yes. got the shoe. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, that is amazing. I hate these shoes. And and she still didn't send me no more shoes. I'm just saying. She was like, I'm going to send you some shoes. And Leslie, if you see this, I'm still waiting on shoes, girl. Those are big shoes. What size feet are you? Did, did you really just come from my foot? You, those are big shoes. I mean, you know, I like, a, I like somebody with big feet. They got big socks. Davina, do you wish that anybody had assigned your shoes or is there anyone you'd have freaked out over if they were a guest judge in your season? Mm. 
Oh, if Kate Bush had been on there, I would have been, you know, I'm like... Oh, really? Because all the other people that I wrote down are all dead. So uh, <laughs> I would have been really freaked out if any of them had turned up. Like if Danny LaRue had walked in the... Yeah. I'd have been like, oh my God, it's Danny LaRue. He's been dead for 50 years. They've reanimated him. No, just Kate Bush, really. If Kate Bush had been there, only, and I know that I would freak out if she was there because I was doing a gig in Ibiza and she has a home in Ibiza. Um, and there was a woman who looked very, very like Kate Bush. And I spent the whole show like that. Oh my God, I think <laughs> Kate Bush is in the audience. Oh my God. Why the fuck would Kate Bush turn up to my shitty drag show in Ibiza <laughs> in this two-star hotel? That's not going to happen, is it? No, maybe not. <laughs> you never know, yeah? <laughs> but you I was so freaked. Tell. I was so freaked the entire show. Like, I could not I could not function properly. So if she'd turned up, I would have, like, had a pure meltdown. Absolutely. freaking lutely But otherwise, you know... I'm used to working with Spice Girls. It's fine. It's not a big deal for someone like me. Can't get them off the phone. <laughs> I've managed to sort of like contain contain it usually, but I did freak out a little. I freaked out a little bit when I met Mary Wilson from the Supremes, or just before I did. But I held it together. But yeah, that was definitely the biggest freak out inside. I was like, I thought my biggest freak out would be meeting Rue, but I think I was more like scared and intimidated versus yeah, actually being like it. overjoyed and happy so <laughs> there's absolutely all of that going on because this person's going to judge me for the next however long please make it stop <laughs> i'm like yeah. i just want to i just want to say hi but i'm afraid to like you go yell at me or something <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever, I don't think I've met anybody and had a total freak out. I met uh, Cameron McIntosh once. Um, like he's a massive theater deal over here. So yeah. that was a bit of a a moment, you know, meeting yeah. the producer of all the yeah. West End shows. That was like, ah. um, and then also after a gig, we went upstairs in the George in Dublin and, um, mm -hmm. Kristen Chenoweth was there. Oh, I love her. Just in the, like, upstairs of this pub in Dublin. And uh, and the Huge girls that I was working with, like, she, I had my back to her. And Ginger's going, Kristen Chenoweth is behind you. And I was like, fuck off. Stop being a dickhead. You know, what's wrong with you? Stupid. And she was like, no, Kristen Chenoweth is behind you and I turned around and was like <laughs> it was like insane but I didn't feel so bad about that because like Jinx and Alaska and Sharon were all in the same room and they were all having a meltdown as well so I was like okay this is fine that I'm having a meltdown this fucking nobody yeah. local queen that I am and these lot are like <laughs> So that was fine. Don't they all know who? Haven't doesn't she know who most of them? Hasn't she guest judged? Yeah, and and she does know who people are. Like she said, when we were having a picture with her, she turned to like the person she was with, and she was like, "Where are the Trinity girls?" And I was like, "That's me. That's us. <laughs> That's us. We are them." <laughs> I absolutely adore Christian Chenoweth. And I'm not even as big, half as big a musical theatre. My, I fell in love with her in the West Wing. 
before anything else. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I just love her. She's just kicking, she's do no wrong, ama- no wrong as amazing. far as I'm and she's concerned. Like, she's like this big. She's yeah, about I can imagine. <laughs> now, on to something completely different. Um, on your season, you were very open about the kind of relationships that you'd been in and that a lot of those, you know, that there'd been some difficulties in there. Um, how I know that my experience of watching some of what I was talking about back, I know what my experience of that was like. How did you find it uh, watching yourself talking about those things? It was very difficult uh, actually like discussing it because especially because I don't really talk about it here with anybody. And like in Kansas City, like everybody before the show, I was just widow. Like no one knew Ray at all. And so I was like, oh, I really do want to talk about this story because I think it can help someone else to understand like you could go through this and let someone tear you down and you can build yourself back up to be way better than you were before. Mm -hmm. And it just watching it, I completely had an emotional breakdown because I was like, it felt like I was reliving it all over again. And it was just, ugh. But you know, it felt good to finally get it off my chest and actually, you know, talk about it because it helped me to move further past it than I thought I was originally. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's so weird, isn't it? Watching, it is real, genuinely really weird watching yourself talking about those things um because it does i had exactly the same experience it took me right back to those moments and and those experiences you know rather than it being uh something that was a long way in the past or you know it was something that i've experienced and moved on from i clearly have not moved on from this and need therapy Yes. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of it, honey. Cause I, yeah, kind of, I was like, I probably shouldn't have quarantined in a new relationship during me watching myself on Drag Race. Cause I'm starting to like break down more than you want to like see so early. So yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, so you guys have, you guys have both had quite a profound experience then um, through that after the show. You took a break from social media, didn't you? Um, after um, facing some abuse from like the toxic side of fandom, what sort of things were being said to you, and what and how did you deal with that? It was just um, I got a lot of like messages because of me beating Gigi in the first lip sync and me beating Jan and knocking Jan out of the competition, and just people were calling me all types of names, all out, like telling me I should go and you know myself and. This, it was just, it was a lot. And I knew I wasn't going to read the comments often if I was working, mm-hmm. but I literally had nothing but time. And, yeah. and so it was like seeing all this stuff, watching it on TV. And then I was like, even when the show was done, it was like, I was still getting more messages because I was posting a lot of stuff that was like political. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you going to watch a show that a black individual is running and literally sit here and talk this way to a black entertainer that competed on the show. I was like, it's a reality TV show and I'm going to speak my piece. I have a platform that I'm gonna talk about what is true to me and I believe that black lives matter because I am a black entertainer. And even if I wasn't, I still believe that black lives matter. And I was like, so 
it's like, do you understand what you're doing? And they're just like, I just kept getting all these very hateful messages. And I just was like, you know what? I was warned about this by other queens from seasons before. This is not something that queens of color should be having to worry about, that this is the life you're gonna live in once the show comes out. They should be like, yes, you made it on the show. You should be happy, this and that. It's like, no, be prepared that someone's gonna tell you and say all this stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna post how I feel and just let it go. <laughs> I think sometimes that's uh, a really healthy way to deal with that as well, is to just put it out there. This is this and and then and put the shutter down because actually you don't uh who was it who was talking online you know what it's uh one of the paris lees i think it was paris lees who was uh talking on twitter and she was saying um i owe you nothing you do not have the right to me or my time so if i block you that's it because you don't have the right to me. You don't have the right to have any communication with me or or any of my time. I think what I, I mean, this is a kind of a much larger question than I think any of us can answer, but how do you think we combat that? And how do you think we can uh, change that culture? Because it's very definitely a culture within the Drag Race fandom to send people just this vitriolic hate, how do you think we can change that culture within the fandom? You know, quite honestly, I don't even think that I have an answer because mm. it's it's been rooted so long in this fandom. And it's like, the model of the show is love. And it's like, I yeah, it just, people got a lot of free time Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, that's what I think most girls could do with is just having somebody to send that. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Shit to do. Yeah. I mean, I do. I try not to argue with people on the Internet. It doesn't achieve very much. But I do occasionally write that to people. You know, you are wasting your life and mine go and find something useful to do with it because this is achieving nothing for you or me or the planet or the wider culture, you know, at large. You're fucking, all you're doing is bullshit. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I was like, and I was going to say, like, if you think you can do better, bitch, then auditions are opening up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you crack on. I made top seven. If so, if you think you can do better, bitch, go ahead. Absolutely. I Definitely. yes. Have you ever received any sort of abuse online, Davina? Really, sort of directly at you? Not so much you know, as, as a result of something you posted as an, of an opinion, but like abusive. Uh, I have been incredibly lucky to receive almost none. Um, you know, as the show was airing, I had probably two or three, and that is probably because. Um, I wasn't horrible to anybody and I'm a white skinny male presenting person, you know? So because I'm white and skinny, I recognize that actually I probably didn't get a lot of abuse and hate because of that, because of that I'm I'm not of color. And 
and that is re especially with the drag race fandom it's just so it's just so insane because like you said you know this is a show run by a black man and and then you're going to spend <laughs> yeah. your time investing in this show and then sending all this hate to other people like it makes no sense it's just it is absolutely mental like genuinely mental um the only thing that i did get which actually i found generally when people say stuff to me online anyway i just think it's funny because like jenny in your fucking basement of your mum's house and you've got yeah. like there's nothing going on for you anyway i don't really care what you think it doesn't it's not going to change Aaron. my world <laughs> and you're not going to come to a show so i don't really need to worry about what you think anyway yeah um because you're too busy flicking your fanny in your mother's basement yeah to actually get out of your house and do anything so uh, the one thing that I did have was this guy who messaged me and said, um, fuck you, you stupid. Uh, what did he say? Fuck you, you troll. No, fuck you, you ferret woman. Get under your bridge and die. But I thought that was quite clever and okay. funny. Okay. Because Brighouse is based on Bridge House. Yeah. So the town itself is like, that I'm from, is a bridge house. So yeah. get under your bridge. There's my bridge house. And then people in Yorkshire are famed for keeping yeah. ferrets as pets. They so are. calling me a ferret woman, I thought, well, actually, you've you've added all of my little elements of me together and you've made it into this beautiful, funny thing. And I thought that was very funny. Uh, what did you get called the other day? There was a horse one as well, wasn't there? That was quite funny. I, I do get compared to a horse quite regularly. Um, but, I, you know, I've got a long face, so that's going to happen, <laughs> well, there isn't you it? Go. Oh, there. I'd be great in the Grand National. Definitely. <laughs> but we laugh, but you're, you're right. It is part of a bigger problem, isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, whenever I... whenever I don't know about you, Widow, but whenever anybody writes to me and says... I'm getting a online abuse from people at school or here or there. That's what the block button's for, darling. Yeah. Because you yeah, don't yeah. owe them your time. Look, no. I love the block button. I'm like, oh, nope, dad, dad. I, I, I love it. I'm just like, yes, bitch, block. <laughs> yeah, but now, nowadays, of course, what they've started doing is kids making multiple accounts on things to keep sending the same person abusive stuff so they block one account, they open another. But anyway, that's a whole other kind yeah. of fish, but yeah. I know a lot of people who love being blocked by Drag Race Queens. They just love the fact that they've been noticed. Well, I mean, that's one of the things I'd, I, especially on Twitter, I don't tend to block people. I mute them so that they can scream into the void. And I just have no idea. Oh, okay. Don't care. That's like my WhatsApp on most days. <laughs> the mute button? Yes, baby, on Twitter. So, you like, if somebody is sending you a load of shit, you can let them carry on. And they don't know that you've reacted to it because you've just muted them. I don't need to listen to you anymore. Goodbye. You just, you just put me up on game? What? Mute. Goodbye. Don't need to listen. Don't need to read. <laughs> you can stay and still watch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so now you are back on Instagram, though, which I am re genuinely really pleased about. I love seeing your stuff. And I've, uh, we've had what one would call a monumental shift this year in that the uh, the cheese snack 
that is it currently in the, the White House <laughs> uh, will will no longer will no longer be there. Uh, we now have a, another old white man, but we also have incredibly uh, one of the first women and also one of the first people of color person of color who is now going to be the vice president, which is mm-hmm. which is amazing. amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. How has that been for uh, a member of the LGBTQ plus um, family and uh, being a black person? And, you know, so you are a lot of intersections. How has that been for you? Because I know how relieved I was. Have, Have you ever carried two suitcases full of drag up? a flight of stairs <laughs> to like the third floor by yourself. And then all of a sudden, somebody grabs a piece of it mm. and lifts it up and helps you up the stairs. It finally feels like a load has been lifted off all of our shoulders because all of these racist people who I won't necessarily say Republicans, I would say Trumpins, mm. Trump, yeah. Uh-huh thems that just hate have to put all of that back inside because a new day has dawned (laughs) come on celine dion (laughs) yeah i and i totally get that analogy as well uh because even as somebody in the uk that is what it felt like here because uh the way that your presidency will affect us it cannot be underestimated as well. You know, had Trump still been there, our Brexit would be much harder. There would be much less in the way of trade talks with the EU. Biden's made it clear that the um, the travel between uh, the Republic and Northern Ireland has to be maintained. The Good Friday Agreement has to be maintained. And so that wildly changes the politics in the UK as well. And that's what I understand, like, how can y'all vote for this man and not just us as Americans hate him, the entire world. <laughs> that might help with these suitcases. Yeah, and that, that was what it was like. And having done that on the fucking underground, absolutely, I understand the analogy physically as well. Uh, <laughs> I, live on a, I live on a third floor. <laughs> carrying suitcases, which are both 30 kilograms and then a big back on your back. And then people are just going, that's a lot of suitcases, isn't it? Yeah, get the fuck out of the way, you dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) So how how did you celebrate, Widow? How did you you celebrate the news? So I was actually in Los Angeles, and uh, I was hanging out with Heidi in closet and um, Brooklyn Heights. And like, I, so I was asleep. And all of a sudden I kept hearing all these horns and stuff. I was like, oh God, either the zombies are attacking or we're going to war and I don't know what's happening. And it was real early and then I got up and all of a sudden everybody's like, Biden won, Biden won. And so I'm just in the middle of Santa Monica Boulevard. Everybody got their mask on. Everybody just cheering and celebrating, drinking like, you know, we ain't got a fucking care of the world. Yeah, and I just hung out with Heidi and Brooke all day and just day drank all day long. Is it basically the same as we did here where we basically camped out and got ourselves a few beers and then we suddenly realised the next morning that nothing is happening and we're going to have to go back to the supermarket to get more drink because <laughs> hopefully we're going to hear something today, <laughs> you know? 
I had to yeah. change my flights because I was supposed <laughs> to fly out the next day. And I was like, okay, so I need a whole nother day to recover because I got drunk on a day that I wasn't, yeah, what I don't normally get drunk on. And it's turned into a three day party. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was like, oh shit, I definitely got to get back to, you know, regular life now. Well, it was great to see. Anyway, definitely. I was playing yeah. basketball in the middle of the street, and I don't even like sports. Yeah, those aren't the kind of balls that I'm playing with. <laughs> I mean, they can go in my basket, but they're not going anywhere else. Um, you're coming to the UK. You're coming to see us. Yes, I am. I'm coming in March. I'm so excited. Ah, you will love it. The The British audiences are wild. Also, I'm looking for a husband. So anybody in the UK is looking for a husband, hey. <laughs> What, what else are you going to do while you're here? Have you been on, have you Googled? Have you decided what what, what your other options are? What sites you're going to see? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I came, so I came to London in 2014 and I was like by myself. And so I went and saw some sites and then I went over to France and up to Amsterdam. So I didn't really like do much then so i don't really know what i'm doing yet. what did you do in amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> see a lot of sites there did you lots of sat tour bus amsterdam is lovely it's so lovely Isn't it? very relaxing i found it i was very chilled the entire time <laughs> <laughs> i just what for some reason i didn't feel any stress at all while i was there <laughs> oh, I went on a lovely walk. <laughs> Couldn't tell you where to, but it was lovely. Yeah, I couldn't tell you where the hell I went. All I know is that I I made it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so are we right in thinking you haven't been to Manchester yet then? No, I have not. Oh, you are going to love Manchester. It is a great city. And there's so many really interesting weird little shops here you know still loads of independence to go and find things and then you will also i don't know whether you discovered discovered the joy of primark when you were here last okay listen what is primark primark is a girl's best friend i mean for honestly like you get in all the the knickers the bras all the nails the eyelashes like everything's a pound you know it's every whenever anybody comes to the uk they're like okay into primark get the nails get the nails um just just like the cheap french tips and that stuff but i'll send you i'll send you don't worry in fact when you're here i'll take you yeah there we go ah, even better <laughs> even fucking better now before you get here i need everybody to listen up because you got an album out, haven't you? You've released an album. So tell us a little bit about this. Where can we find it? What kind of vibe is going on here? <laughs> so I released my album called The. It is, um, it's my Ratchet album. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bops on there that you could throw that ass in a circle to. And there is a lot of rhyming too. There's a lot of, a lot of words going on in this. <laughs> so one of the things that I really want from my rap career, I want to be kind of like Busta Rhymes and I want to rap like really, really fast. And so I was like, one thing he does, he writes a lot of words and it just, he has so much breath control. And I was like, I'm going to get there one day. I want to be like him, Tech 9 And 
Chris Calico. These are some of my, my favorite male rappers that just spit so fast. And so that's what I'm trying to bring with my album is like, I want to be one of the great rappers that can just like, okay, I got to rewind this because I that bitch is going way so fast. And we did our my release party here in Kansas City. And I give my 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 girls, my friends, and my sisters all the props because they lip sync some of my songs. They're like, yeah, we couldn't learn all these words. And I was like, yes, it's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful moment to watch some of the best lip syncers fuck up the words. And I was like, ah, I'm doing it, bitch. Yes, I'm writing it. <laughs> And it's called The. So where can we find it? You're on iTunes, surely. iTunes. Well, I would say Google Music, but that's gone now. Fuck, fuck them. I'm so fuming. I am so fuming. And I just had got a Android, the, the new one that opens up. And I was like, of course. Of course. Exactly. You get rid of it. And I just got off my iPhone. I am honestly raging about Google Play. I am so angry. All of those albums that I bought and now they're just all gone. Thanks, guys. It's just so stupid. But it's also on Spotify, Tidal, uh, Amazon. There's a whole list, but I can't remember all the names right now. Deezer? Yes. Okay, sweet. Okay, good. I think Deezer pays better than anyone else. (laughs) So listen to it on Deezer, okay, guys? Yeah, not Spotify. That doesn't pay quite as much money. But And so we'll see you in March. We'll all have your album by then. Where else can we find you until then? Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just book a flight. Hold on. I'm coming. <laughs> but uh, um, I'll be on the you know Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying to work on some new stuff. I'm working on some more music, Yay. which I definitely going to have to have you on it. Like, you're going to have to... So we're gonna have to do some. I can't so hit no high notes, so don't expect none of that from me. Neither can I. It's all just auto tune. <laughs> that is an absolute lie. <laughs> also, I want to say congratulations to you and the rest of the Frog Destroyers. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, I want to. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking brilliant. Thank so you. I just love. I just love that. Like, there's just great drag music out. Let me rephrase that. Great music out by drag artists. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. And just get, into, just get into it. Like, just, everybody just get into it. Well, it's been a joy chatting to you, Widow. Perfect. Thank really, you really so great much. fun. This has been so amazing. Thank you for having me. What an unbelievably lovely person you are. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it, come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting, no waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy it at the top of the stack. Bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you got it, it's yours. 
right now, right now.